The Book of Psalms, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou have smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. David's faith enabled him to lie down. Anxiety would certainly have kept him on tiptoe, watching for an enemy. Yea, he was able to sleep, to sleep in the midst of trouble, surrounded by foes. So he gives his beloved sleep. There is a sleep of presumption, God deliver us from it. There is a sleep of holy confidence, God help us to close our eyes. But David says he awoke also. Some sleep the sleep of death, but he, though exposed to many enemies, reclined his head on the bosom of his God, slept happily beneath the wing of providence and sweet security, and then awoke in safety, for the Lord sustained me. The sweet influence of promise shone upon the sleeper, and he awoke conscious that the Lord had preserved him. An excellent divine has well remarked, This quietude of a man's heart by faith in God is a higher sort of work than the natural resolution of manly courage, for it is the gracious operation of God's Holy Spirit upholding a man above nature and therefore the Lord must have all the glory of it. Buckling on his harness for the day's battle, our hero sings, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Observe that he does not attempt to underestimate the number or wisdom of his enemies. He reckons them at tens of thousands, and he views them as cunning huntsmen chasing him with cruel skill. Yet he trembles not, but looking his foemen in the face, he is ready for the battle. There may be no way of escape. They may hem me in as the deer are surrounded by a circle of hunters. They may surround me on every side, but in the name of God I will dash through them. Or if I remain in the midst of them, yet shall they not hurt me. I shall be ve very free in my very prison. But David is too wise to venture to the battle without prayer. He therefore betakes himself to his knees and cries aloud to his God. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. David's only hope is in his God. But that is so strong a confidence that he feels the Lord has but to arise and he is saved. It is enough for the Lord to stand up, and all will be well. He compares his enemies to wild beasts, and he declares that God has broken their jaws so that they could not injure him. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Or else he alludes to the peculiar temptations to which he was then exposed. They had spoken against him. God, therefore, has smitten them upon the cheekbone. They seemed as if they would devour him with their mouths. God has broken their teeth. 
and let them say what they will. Their toothless jaws shall not be able to devour him. Rejoice, O believer. You have to do with a dragon whose head is broken and with enemies whose teeth are dashed from their jaws. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. This verse contains the sum and substance of Calvinistic doctrine. Search Scripture through, and you must, if you read it with a candid mind, be persuaded that the doctrine of salvation by grace alone is the great doctrine of the Word of God. Salvation belongs to the Lord. This is a point concerning which we are daily fighting. Our opponents say salvation belongs to the free will of man, if not to man's merit, yet at least to man's will. But we hold and teach that salvation from first to last, in every iota of it, belongs to the Most High God. It is God that chooses His people. He calls them by His grace. He quickens them by His Spirit and keeps them by His power. It is not of man, neither by man, not of him that wills nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. May we all learn this truth experimentally, for our proud flesh and blood will never permit us to learn it any other way. In the last sentence, the peculiarity and specialty of salvation are plainly stated. Your blessing is upon your people. Neither upon Egypt, nor upon Tyre, nor upon Nineveh. Your blessing is upon your people. Your blood-bought, your everlastingly beloved people. Selah. Lift up your hearts and paws and meditate upon this doctrine. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Divine, discriminating, distinguishing, eternal, infinite, immutable love is a subject for constant adoration. Pause, my soul, at this Selah and consider your own interest in the salvation of God. And if by humble faith you are enabled to see Jesus as your own by his own free gift of himself to you, if this greatest of all blessings is upon you, rise up and sing. Rise, my soul, adore and wonder. Ask, oh, why such love to me? Grace hath put me in the number of the Savior's family. Hallelujah. Thanks, eternal thanks to thee.